Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Bring boom, the best part. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's why I love this group. <laughs> oh, this is leaving no, this screen. <laughs> Rock it, roll it. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We are so excited to be here. Man, well over 75,000 hits on our, our on our podcast, which is awesome. International, we're making this thing big. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all you listeners, all four of you in Eastern Oregon, the three in New Zealand and five in Australia, and however many are in India listening to us because we're big there. So we appreciate everybody there. Huge. So today... Our episode is kind of a follow-up to last week's episode, assuming they go in the uh, the order that we recorded them here. Last week was, I quit. This week is, you can't quit. You're fired. So kind of a follow-up. Because <laughs> who doesn't like to fire people, right? He says that no. like he's been to that movie before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. And so today I was going to start off with, do you guys remember the movie Office Space? Yeah. Of course. Office Space. If you haven't seen Office Space, Red it's steeple. great. The Red Stapler. Red Stapler. I want my stapler. You, you took my stapler. Right? We. The whole premise of the Office Space is that they're getting ready to downsize and that they bring in these consultants to see who's going to stay and who's going to go. And one of the employees at an IT firm goes into a therapy session and his therapist dies midway through the session and he's left in this euphoric kind of like, meh, whatever. I don't really care state. <laughs> Which turns out, to actually help him in his job because he just kind of no longer cares. He's just like, this is ridiculous. The things that they're having us do are insane. And the people that are uptight and like, we got to follow the rules. We got to do this. They end up getting fired. There's, but they're friends. It's kind of a hilarious show about nothing and everything all at once. So I was kind of curious for our listeners here. The process of firing somebody, eventually everybody, you're going to have to do it if you are a leader of a company. You're going to have people that are not the right fit, that don't do the job. You have to fire somebody. Is there a right way? Is there a wrong way? And what are some of those stories? Now, personally, in my organization, I'm a very, very small company. I'm a company of one. And sometimes I would like to fire myself, but I can't because it's the only person there to, to do the job, right? So for those smaller companies, those organizations that don't necessarily have a dedicated human resources person, they don't have a dedicated, you know, person strictly for hiring and taking care of and training and that kind of stuff. What do those folks do? And is there a prep, an appropriate and correct way to fire somebody? So I'm curious as to some of your stories. I know some of you have worked in larger organizations like Jeff Conroy. I'm going to go to you first because I know that you have. Uh, experience working in different organizations of different sizes. I'm just kind of curious, is there a correct way to fire somebody? And what are some of the reasons you would have to fire somebody for? Well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks for calling me out on this. I appreciate that. It almost feels like profiling. For me personally, it's, it's letting people go is probably the least favorite thing to do for me. Hate it. 
hate it because I'm a high eye. My personality is I want to build relationships and I want to be everybody's buddy and I want to be everybody's friend. And, and that's really important to me. But when you let people go and you have to let people go, it is really hard. So if you're just, if you're downsizing, you terminating people doesn't have to be harsh. It can be, you guys can separate as friends, but if you have an employee, that's not a good fit. What I've done, my experience is one, I've always created an employee handbook. You can't get mad at the players if they don't know the rules of the game. So here are the rules of the company you're working for. And if I ever disciplined anybody, I would always, there would be a verbal, two writtens and gone. So the verbal would also be a written, but it would be, it would say verbal on it. And I would quote chapter and verse paragraph of the employee handbook of the thing they're violating. Then the written up are the same thing. The reason you do that is to protect the organization that when they file for unemployment, they're not going to come back and say, well, they didn't know this. And we can say yes, because when I gave them the employee handbook, when they read the employee handbook on the back page, they have to sign that they've read the employee handbook. That page is now in their, in their file. Letting people go is just not a, a linear thing. You just can't do it. You, there's a process to it. There's a, there's a, there's a legality to it because they could come back and say, well, you wrongfully terminated me. They're going to say, I'm going to go file for unemployment. But if you say verbal, written, written, and you hand it to them and they sign it and you sign it and you put a copy in their file and they get a copy to take with them, then it's a paper trail. It's the least favorite thing to do. It's the most labor intensive thing to do. It takes time for someone that's going down that path. You want to do like a 90 day or 45 day work plan. And then you want to do verbal and then you want to do written, written. Now, somebody's really, for me, somebody's really has to go. Katie bar the door, just say, you know, we're, we're not, it's not a good fit. We're ready to go. And you're willing to, to absorb, but you, you never do it alone. I always brought someone else in with me mm-hmm. bring in a second person to pr- protect you and to protect them. And yeah, it's, it's the least favorite thing for me. I hate it. Yeah. I'd yeah. much rather have an what? HR person do it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> right. that's, that's the that's why HR people get paid all the big bucks, right? Well, that's no shit. <laughs> they do get a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because you did say that you know you have to create a paper trail. You don't ever do it alone. No. You always make sure that you give them multiple warnings, and so that somebody shouldn't actually be surprised that right. they're getting fired. That's right. That they're getting fired. I'm curious. Anybody in the group has anybody actually either been privy to seeing the process or had somebody? who was actually genuinely surprised that they got fired. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I've seen Yeah, I've seen that from a distance, thankfully, where a person went to work one day and then left shortly thereafter with their box of stuff and was told, we can give you the rest of your things to you. And I had a colleague who described it in a way I've used ever since. They left without a party. Which means <laughs> they didn't leave on the best of terms. <laughs> um, and those kinds of things that, that seem to spring up like that you know there's one perspective that it didn't really spring it's been stewing just not everybody knew it or the other aspect is it really did spring and it was something so egregious that there was no way no path forward Correct. to say this kind of behavior is allowed with this organization so uh the why i think may be hidden but sometimes it's just not a knee jerk it's the right response in a very short amount of time sure when you're oh, yeah. like you're doing with- Sexual harassment or theft or fighting drug and alcohol use, drug and yeah. alcohol use. Oh yeah, that's 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 immediate. Yep. Oh yeah. Those and those make sense. I mean, you think people would understand that and know that, but those things still happen. Like it's it's kind of insane. 
in in Indiana, Jeff, and it's it must be different than where Jeff was working because this is a, a no fault state. If you give them a reason, then you have to document it. But in Indiana, you can go in and just let them go. And the company that I worked for at the time, I had twenty five managers under me, told me do not give them a reason. That was that was my instructions, which I thought was terribly cruel. Yeah, I've been Every, I've been told that as well. Yeah, do not give them a reason. And I, I just I've been in that position. It's it's worst. It's sometimes it's great when you catch them stealing from you, which was pretty common in the in the apartment industry. You know, they have creative ways of collecting deposits or moving somebody out that didn't actually move out or whatever. I mean, there was very, but we usually caught up with them. Those were the easy ones. You just got went in there and took their keys. But the ones that were underperforming that, you know, I may have, I'm sure I did talk to them because I always try to develop people. But to just go in and tear their world apart with no notice, I, I was, that always just, because it's not just that person, it's their family, it's the people that depend on them. 100%. And I, it just didn't seem fair to me. But mm-hmm. I always, I always had this this feeling that I failed because I wasn't able to develop them. You know, I, I I wasn't a good enough coach, so I always felt like a failure myself. One reason I put off those kind of of terminations because when I terminated them, somehow I hadn't been the the best boss that I could have been, the best developer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that most of us, we enjoy people, we enjoy the learning process, and we love watching somebody grow and develop. What about those people that just get either not necessarily stagnant or complacent, but they can't keep up with that a never-ending change in a job opportunity that necessitates additional learning and acquiring of new skills? What about those people that may have been with the company for X amount of years that are just no longer performing. Are they, they feel they, they, feel they have tenure? Right. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Sam, you and I can talk to about, about tenure and education and how that affects things differently. It's obviously two different, very different industries, private industry versus, you know, public education. But what about that, that feeling of tenure for people? How does that affect whether or not you have to let somebody go? Does, is that a, a factor? It's factor. I'd say it is a factor, and it's not just the you've been here X years, you're owed something. But if they're even reasonably good at their job, they're going to have some institutional memory and some other benefits to offer. But when you described it, I was thinking most people move out of a job and they say the phrase something like, I've grown out of my job, I need more challenges. And you've posed the reverse. The job has grown uh, away from me out from under my, my control. And I'm, I'm not sure most people can even recognize that. And in fact, they may even say, I don't know why we have to change. It was working just fine. Why don't we just do it the way we did it? Which is a representation of being uncomfortable. And if people aren't willing to get a little more uncomfortable to learn the new way, then yeah, you know, the, the business is going to accelerate past them, unfortunately. So if we as leaders are ensuring that our people are constantly learning, or at least have the opportunity to, then we're, we're failing them on that front. And secondarily, if we will accept people not moving forward with the tide of business, 
then we kind of get what we deserve there too. So I think we have to help people out, help them learn, and help them uh, continue to evolve and um, develop with the company. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, an excellent point because if we develop with the, along with the company, that slower change, it, it should, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? Because we should be able to help everybody along. I'm kind of curious. I was reading a story and I can't remember who the author was. I think it, I'm, I'm not going to say who it was because I can't remember, but they were talking about a sales, a sales group. And one of the salesmen was, I think, out of a group of seven salesmen was responsible for 50% of the sales for the company, one person. But that one person was so caustic and so just rubbed everybody the wrong way and was such a pompous ass that he just made work miserable for everybody else. And eventually what they did was they fired that person, even though they were responsible for 50% of the sales for the organization. And what happened was rather interesting. They all of a sudden saw that all the other salesmen and saleswomen, the team took up the mantle and not only covered that 50% of sales, they exceeded above and beyond that because the environment was actually more conducive for them getting work done. So has anybody ever experienced that person at work that was just so insanely disruptive, whether they're gregarious and they just like to laugh a lot and they don't actually get work done and they distract other people or they're just kind of that really pain in the ass of everybody so that nobody really likes them. Does anybody actually experience that? Hmm. That's called heat I think. <laughs> go ahead, Sam. They just go. I'm ego. It really, really jumps in there with both feet. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Sam. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh gosh, no. But it's a good little anecdote where you may guess me has some ideas about how higher education works. And when people get degrees, they tend to think they know a lot of things about every single thing out there. So occasionally, once in a while. You get one of these folks with a mess of letters behind their names like somebody else in this podcast. And um, they start to ask questions that are really, frankly, annoying. But sometimes it's just one person. And so you get in these conversations, big meeting, and then somebody raises their hand. And the whole room says, oh, wow. <laughs> so in those cases, it, it drops the ideal for a good open discussion. Like, oh, we have to sit through this now. And it's hard to have a productive conversation. And I'm not saying those folks have earned the opportunity to seek employment elsewhere, but it definitely has an effect on the uh, the culture and the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Geyer, I'm curious as to your perspective, because you were in an industry that I, I haven't done a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of work with. I'm just kind of curious for you as a leader of a larger organization, what kind of consequences would firing a person have on the rest of the people that you work with? What are the, what are some of those unforeseen things that you say, great, we had to let this person go because they were no longer doing what they were supposed to be doing and y'all got to just keep going. How does that affect the team? What do you think? Yeah, it's a great question. And this, um, not, not too dissimilar to Mr. Conroy on the, disc assessment, my eye is like off the chart, 99 or something like that. And so this whole topic, because Conroy already said it, high eye people want everybody to like them and we want to build relationships and that kind of stuff. This whole topic makes me really nervous. It makes me antsy. The truth of the matter is I've been on both sides of it. I've had to 
help people go be happy somewhere else. And I've also been the one, although when it happened, you know, I don't think they cared about my happiness, but it, it, anyway, it, it's a, it's a very challenging thing. And I've come to realize, and I think this group will agree with me that work organizations, although the typical thing is to, to call us all family, we want us to be a family, you know, we work together. We really aren't, you're really not trying to create a family because you wouldn't fire people from your family. I've tried. Um, we're, we're, yeah, I know it's really hard to do. <laughs> really, they just keep coming back and eat my food. I don't right, understand. Keep, <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving come around and they show back up. Right, we're trying to create a community, and and communities grow and change and evolve, and and they need different things. And someone here just today in this episode said, you know, people that that are asked to leave or get fired or terminated. I, I just, I just bristle at the whole termination word even because we're not the Toba data. That was my worst, my worst Arnold. Is that Arnold's idiot brother? Oh, or? Yeah, that's right. I thought you got congested there for a second. <laughs> it's half good. It's half good, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said that was my best Arnold Palmer. Yeah. No, not Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Anyway, um, you and Myra with your sports analogies. That's awesome. I, I know it's great, isn't it? Um, Love sports balls. You know, when, when it comes to the point where employees are no longer fitting with the organization for whatever reason, and sometimes it, it feels like they're doing it on purpose. Um, and in my case, when I was on the other side of the thing, I, I wasn't doing it on purpose. And that was decades ago in my banking career. I learned a great deal about it. In fact, that's where I learned that failure, kind of like what Myra was saying earlier here, failure is an episode. It's not a person. It's an event, not a person. And, and that's the way I look at it, whether I'm thinking about myself or employees, I've had to do it or be involved in it more times than I'd like to think I was because like Myra too, I felt like I failed these people, even though some of them weren't even direct reports of mine. But it, it's our job as leaders to help people grow. That We have lots of jobs as leaders, but one of them is to help them grow. And so you're just not running around cutting people's legs off and kicking them to the curb. The organization has to learn something from it and hopefully the employees learn something from it. And it's one of the most, if not the most, um, uncomfortable thing there is in business. 100%. Um, and the skills to do it or to minimize the, the times that it needs to happen are the same skills you can use to make your interpersonal relationships, both inside and outside of work, better. And one of my things is to get better at almost on a daily basis to, to read something or interact with somebody so that I can learn to, to be better at helping people grow. And, and when I say people, I mean myself too. Well, part of, for me, part of the reason it hurts so much to let people go who you do the verbal warning, warning is because you hired them for a reason. You like something about them. You, you, they they right. fit. And then something happened. And, and that's where you're like, that's, I agree with Myra. Where did I fail you? What did I do wrong? I inter it's, it's, I make it about me. Yeah. And sometimes you didn't do anything wrong, right? It's, I mean, sometimes it, it just happens and, and other times you have done something wrong and it's a yep. mutual thing. And this is just from my personal experience. When those events happen, whether you are the fire 
er or the fire e terminate tor or terminate it it's a real uncomfortable thing and and you just have to uh, do it with as much love and and grace and i'm not talking about sexual love i'm talking about compassion yeah. for people yeah yeah right don't don't confuse the word love and the the kindness and honesty and transparency that you need to show people grace and honor and and if it's happening to you you need to accept that stuff towards you and yeah it's an uncomfortable thing and like like i'll start and then i'm gonna shut up this is a really uncomfortable thing and it's sometimes you just have to do it yeah. well i think you said a lot of really good things there jeff but I, I especially like that you said it's a, a chance for self-evaluation that if you are letting somebody else go for any number of reasons it's an opportunity to look at what it, as an organization, what did we do wrong? Where did we go wrong? Was there something in our policy, our training, our, was there lack of clarity in the roles and responsibilities? Yeah. Was there not enough coaching? Was there not enough compassion? Did we not put our team together in the right way? Did we plug a, try and plug a square peg into a round hole and all of a sudden it just went sideways? It's a great opportunity for self-reflection. So I love it. You guys, I really always enjoy your guys' thought and wisdom and as I'm noticing as I gotten older, I'm a high eye as well. And I love people. And sometimes at the same times, I get utterly and completely frustrated with people, myself included. So it's, it's interesting that the process of hiring and firing, if you're a small organization can be exceedingly complex. So if you are a person out there in that role, in that world, an entrepreneur, a solo entrepreneur, or you're starting off a small organization, maybe even that medium sized organization. If you are seeking advice, guidance, you just want to ask some questions. We've got a wealth of experience here in this world. Please feel free to reach out and ask us at nomorleadershipbs.co. And we'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you on some of these more challenging topics. We care about our listeners. We care about the people that we work with. And we genuinely want people to succeed. So even if it's those uncomfortable conversations... We are here for people. So for all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of your your downloads and your comments and questions. Like we said, feel free to reach out to us. We hope you guys have an awesome week that is fun, exciting, and prosperous. So have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.